August 15, 2023, coming to you from the GoGo Sports Studio, built by Arbor Leak, or at the iconic Wall Center, downtown Vancouver. If you're looking for a place to stay, there's no better place than the Wall Center. Matt Sickerson alongside Blake Price. Grace Asin switches conducting things this show, a presentation of Applewood Auto Group. Where? At Applewood Nissan Surrey, Applewood Nissan Langley, Applewood Nissan Richmond. Get you into the 23 Cash Guy at $76 weekly. The 23 Murano from $135 weekly. And the 23 Pathfinder from $318 biweekly because Blake Price. It is definitely all good oh, at Apple. Is it ever? The more you talk about that Outlander you're in, the more yeah. intrigued I get, yeah. I must say. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had to decide who was taking what vehicle. And anyways, thank you to our friends at at Applewood. Bodog poll question today. Asking you who will be PU Suter's most frequent line mate. You vote for Phil D. Giuseppe. You can vote for Connor Garland, Dakota Joshua, Vasily Pudkolson. And if you think it will be a winger outside of those four, please. Reply with other voting at Harrison Price on Twitter, Bodogger Source, free casino games, poker strategy, and sports odds. Bodog line of the day for me England and penalties, penalties in England. Just seems organically like that's what happens in knockout stages of World Cups. So I'm going to take the draw. In the World Cup semifinal between England and Australia, pays plus 195 on your Bodog line of the day. In fact, the quarterfinal, Australia's thrilling victory over France, was the single most watched women's sporting event in Australia history. I'm so sure. I'm sure they will smash that record here against England as the home Matilda side tries to meet Spain in the final who defeats Sweden. I voted for Connor Garland on the Bodog poll question. And here's why. I, I do believe that Tockett is going to want to play bigger bodies around Pew's suitor because, as we've talked about, he's not a big guy. Mm-hmm. Like 5'10, 175 pounds. So that's De Giuseppe, Joshua, or Pud Colson. Mm-hmm. But I see all of those guys with downward mobility. Like, Joshua had a nice season last year, don't get me wrong, but I think for the most part he's a fourth line. Yeah, but I think Pat Coles and they, they, I don't think they want him on the fourth line. No, they don't, but yeah. he's got to earn third-line minutes, Blake, and he didn't show anything last year that suggested that he's a ready-made NHL third-liner right now. Tockett loves D. Giuseppe, but I do sort of view him as a journeyman placeholder there. Like, I think he'll get run out the start of the year, especially with a good camp in the top nine because I think he plays the way that Tockett wants to see guys play. Oh, and speed always helps. Mm -hmm. He's got speed. He can skate, and he's not afraid to be physical. And wall work, board battles, that sort of stuff. I don't mind that third line. PDG, Suter, and Pod Colson, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I think it will be Garland because I don't think Garland fits in the top six. I think that's proven. I don't think he necessarily has great chemistry with Pedersen, Miller, or any of the other guys that's been a Difficult. 
He's a difficult guy to play with, as mm-hmm. we've talked about. And I just don't see him sinking to fourth line because I think no. he does enough to be a top nine guy. So that's why I went Gar- Garland. Who did you vote for? Pod Colson. I, I think I think it's uh, difficult to imagine Pod Colson on the fourth line, uh, even as punishment. And um, I think there's enough certified top six wingers that it's going to take a while for Pod Colson to rise into the top six. So right now, I just see, I think he's pretty stapled into that third line role, mm-hmm. and um, and he'll be there a lot. Yeah, Grady, what about you? Uh, I went with Garland just because I don't see him landing a top six spot, mm-hmm. and I don't think you really want him on the fourth line. Right. So just by default, that leaves you right wing three. Gosh, we thought exactly alike on this, Grady. Mm. Rare. And That's, I'm scared. Uh, yeah, you should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. When you start thinking along the same lines as the goalie, because you know they're supposed to be. It's almost like the goalies know something or two. <laughs> That's why there's well, so many of them. Many of, in of broadcasters. them are successful GMs, coaches, and broadcasters, including the president of hockey operations for the Vancouver Canucks. Right, Jimmy Rutherford was a goalie way back when. Yesterday's poll, Bodog poll question: Which free agent acquisition will provide the most? Value. Bluger, Cole, Susie, or Suter? What did the people say? Uh, Suter. Indeed. Percentage? 50. 53. Hmm. Susie at 27, Cole at 17, Bluger at 3. Colin in planning. Good to see Colin's name. I vote Cole at just one year. He will have some value at the deadline as a defense. I'm not sure any will stand out for their value as skaters for the Canucks. We will see. Finn Diesel. Suter was good. Half price from his last contract. And that is the thing. He actually is earning less than what he did last year. He's the only guy to take a discount here. Yeah. Larry says, day one FA acquisitions are almost never, quote, good value. That's part and parcel of the reason I voted for Suter there as well. All right. First of all, we have an NHL trade here, and it's a... Decent one, and it involves a team that we've been talking about a lot this week, the Detroit Red Wings. Well, it's uh, it was peculiar to a lot of people that the Montreal Canadiens had reacquired Jeff Petrie because it was a divorce, not nasty, but it was desired by Petrie at the time uh, to leave Montreal. So was he going to be altogether um, pleased that he was headed back to Montreal. Well, it turns out he doesn't have to worry about that because for the second time in under 400 days, he's traded away by Montreal to the Detroit Red Wings for Gustav Lindstrom and a conditional fourth-round pick. Montreal is going to retain 50% of Petrie's salary along the way. For those that don't know Gustav Lindstrom, he's just a season and a half into his NHL career, 24 years old, right shot D, but he is the most defensive defenseman you can imagine. So he's uh, he's a stay-at-home guy. So Petrie basically fills the Philip Ronick role in Detroit. Yeah, well, probably. Or they also signed Hull to that bad oh, contract. Right. right. Sherratt and Hull on the same uh, mm-hmm. roster there. But this is a certainly a more slick offensive defenseman, I think, than everybody but Cider on that on yeah. that Red Wings lineup. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. He'll, uh, he'll so get Lindstrom the second and what? What else did they get? The second conditional uh, fourth-round pick. Yeah. They also did sign Gosses Bear to a one-year deal. Oh, that's right, That's too. true. They got him. Kevin Allen told yeah. us about that as well. So basically, for being a broker, 
on the Carlson trade, Montreal's coming away with a second and a fourth round pick. By Lindstrom. And Lindstrom. Yeah. So, it's all right. Yeah. Not That's bad. okay. Not bad. Now they got to take on that, that salary, but for them right now, not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. One of the things that caught my ear talking to Kevin Allen, the Hall of Fame writer out of Detroit yesterday, is he sort of mentioned one of the things that we heard around the time of the Hronick trade, because I think it caught just about everybody by surprise. Eisenman, of course, does very quiet work in the background. Eiserman or Ron Francis, who is sort of the more silent operator? It's, yeah, it's true. a good question. Um, but look, uh, we had heard that he didn't particularly react well when Moritz Sider showed up on the scene and started taking the lion's share of minutes on the right side, not to mention some of the offensive opportunity as well. You know, Kevin said he pouted a little bit. And the other thing that we had heard was that the Red Wings weren't necessarily convinced that they were going to be able to re-sign him at their number or their term. Thought he would be a difficult extension to do. It sounds like there's a little bit of an attitudinal risk here for the Vancouver Canucks. Um. Potentially. He was he was a healthy scratch at the start of that 21-22 season, once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we've talked about, an isolated scratch. But it wasn't yeah, not it was, a big deal. It was, it was more than one. It was more than one in, the, in okay. that fall. All right. Um, and nobody really knew why. Hmm. I see one in November, I, And one I October. asked this because, Blake, he's eligible for an extension right now, too. And we talk about Patterson, but he's eligible for an extension right now, too. He's going into the final year before he's a restricted free agent with Arbrights. We know when they have those Arbrights, and particularly given some of the Arb rewards this year, that can be a little bit daunting for the club. Also, though, and this comes up later in the show as we discuss Jason Dickinson, Connor Garland, other players acquired by the Vancouver Canucks and given immediate extensions, albeit with the previous management group. Sometimes you're better off waiting and see how the player adapts to your environment. Certainly would have been the case with Dickens. Yeah, it's... You have to be um, mindful of of, uh, these situations. But I, I think I think everybody this season with the way that last season went down, everybody's going to arrive with a pretty clean slate, and everybody's mm-hmm. going to have the chance to earn their slot, earn the confidence of the coach. Um, so I, I I don't think you get too yeah wrapped up in it in, in what's well, happening. Well, I, I would um, look. I don't know Philip Hronick at all, but. If I'm the Canucks, I wait to see how he turns out here before I start negotiating an extension with him. Yeah. As daunting as restricted free agent with Arbrights is, I would be more scared of making a mistake on this extension preemptively. Think about every time the Got Canucks time, have, use it. Think about every time the Canucks have traded for somebody midseason, mm-hmm. particularly deadline, and then immediately signed them. Brandon Sutter, Connor Garland, Jason Dickinson. It rarely works out like mm-hmm. just just look at the guy for a bit and you haven't even had this mm-hmm. guy well, in your barn at 100% yet so 
just look at the guy at 100% and then make your decision. There's an old adage from Cliff Fletcher, the former GM of the Flames, Leafs, longtime hockey executive, who would say to his assembled staffs, guys, we better know the player we're trading out here because I assure you we know less about the player we're bringing in. Mm-hmm. David Booth would be a great example yeah. with the Vancouver Canucks. And yeah. Lawrence Gilman acknowledged that with us years ago. Yeah. The homework was lacking on Booth. They did not know the totality of David Booth. What they saw was a physically gifted winger who had had a bunch of success in the NHL and jumped quickly to add him when he became available, thinking there was an urgency. You were up against other bidders. Now, cost of acquisition wasn't that high, as I recall. Nevertheless, they didn't have Booth pinned down. No. Anyways, from Pouty to Petey, who spoke to reporters or Instagram post in Sweden saying, the goal this year is to exceed last year's point total, so better than 102 points. It was a video with a Bauer Hockey Europe social girl okay. for the record. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's an admirable reach for the stars. And I, I, I don't know that anyone can necessarily put that kind of a limit on Elias mm-hmm. Pettersson's offensive. I mean, if he said, I'm going to score 120, I'd be skeptical. <laughs> but can he get to 103, 104, 105, 107? Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. think it's possible. I think they're going to be more defensive. But he was already playing defensive anyway. So, you, yes. you know, like, how much more is he going to be? The only thing I'll say about this and I do think he can exceed 102. But the only thing I'll say about this is it sort of harkens Jeff's question to Besser last year. Is this the year for 30? This is the year. So I'm a, I'm a little bit gun-shy of Canucks player yeah. predictions on point totals, although I think this one has a much better that's asking chance. A, that's of, asking a perennial underachiever, can you finally reach a, a modest, not a modest goal, but a medium-sized goal? Oh, that's, a good, that's a good total, 30, I mean. Right, mm-hmm. but not, but he's he was brought in as a goal scorer, you know. Like, and it, it, at this point in the career, I think he would uh, definitely admit he should have one by now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Elias Pettersson saying, "I think I can better my career highs." That's yep. that's just uh, common. We have a bunch of number changes to announce here with the Vancouver Canucks. Although in some cases, you didn't even know their numbers. So yeah, exactly. Can you tell me what numbers? <laughs> what numbers? No, Jack Stanika. No, no. I mean, Stanika at least is an existing Canuck. But I still, I still don't think I could have named no, his number. No, I probably couldn't. No, I, he, I definitely can't. He was, eight, he was eighteen. He's okay. uh, now moving over to take OEL's twenty-three. Okay. Um, Akito Hirose, who came in and jumped into Yannick Hansen, no, 36. Oh, 36, right? Yeah. So he's going to be forty-one going forward, if and when he plays with the big team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zach, Zach Sachenko, we don't know, but he's got thirty-six now. Oh, okay. um, so he's going to take that over uh, well, if and so when Chanko he better be a honey badger. Better get in on that four right. check, turn pucks over. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird number for a, for a goalie, but such is life. So uh, yeah, some mm-hmm. uh, some new ones there. And if you've forgotten, Bluger's going to wear Horvat's fifty three. Mm-hmm. Cole's wearing eighty two. Susie seven, and Matt Irwin fifty two. Mm-hmm. Um, on a sad note, today is the. 12th anniversary of the passing of Rick Rippon, former Vancouver Canuck. And we invite you, if you don't know, to check out foundrybc.ca. 
Aurora Ripon is known as the quiet hero. This is the extension of the Mind Check program that was created by the Vancouver Canucks in conjunction with his great friend Kevin Bieksa on mental health awareness. Categorically the most courageous hockey player I have ever covered. And I might have said that even without knowing anything about mental health there because he just was not a big... First time I saw him in the dressing room, like I couldn't believe the stature of the guy based on who he was fighting Completely. out there. And this was an era of NHL enforcers of six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound monsters, and Rippon was more than game. He didn't play every night, and uh, and sometimes if he was scratched, I'd take the elevator up with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, I think I'm taller than you, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm not super towering. Yeah, but um. Between what he went through on a mental health side of things and, of course, what he was capable of on the ice, yeah, categorically the most courageous hockey player I think I have ever covered in 20-plus years on this speed. Moving on to the BC lines, and we have Vernon Adams on the show today. They're into Regina this weekend to face the Rough Riders. It's... um. It's an important game, but as we talked about last week, if you get a win over Calgary, you do have some separation. So right now, it looks like a two-horse race at the top with Winnipeg and BC. Dominic Ryan's uh, just uh, chatting with Farhan Lalji there. Dom- Dominic Rhymes looks like he's going to be a few more weeks at the receiving group. And game Sunday, 4 p.m. incidentally. And, you know, when you lose a player of that elk, you would think, oh, that's a big loss. But they've just been so good in that receiving group, Keon Hatcher, with a monster game Saturday against against the Stamps. Dane Evans may return to be the backup quarterback, but he may need another week as well. So, so long as Adam stays healthy, you should get through the game there. Uh, and then there was one other injury. Let me get to it. Oh, they have brought in a veteran CFL defensive lineman by the name of Nick Usher. He's played 32 games over the last three seasons with the Montreal Alouettes, and he's got seven CFL sacks to his name. So you're talking about a guy who is an established player in this league, and that is in part because they have some injuries on that defensive line that we talked about last week. Sione Tuiema missed the game on the weekend. I think he's getting better there, so he may return. But some reinforcements brought in on the defensive line for the BC Lions. And Usher almost also a former um, Seattle Seahawks. Oh, signed there. there. Yeah, never yeah, got on the field. Never got on the field. Yeah. Played preseason in, in 20. Uh, oh, he was let go before preseason. Yeah. Sorry, in 20. 17. Did you see the good ship Mariner last night? Dramatic. They've been entertaining all season long, win or lose, and last night, the lost variety. I should show you my thread of DMs with basketball, Phil. Because in the seventh inning, when they were getting no hit by Brady Singer, Phil's saying to me, look at that lineup. How can you call that team a contending team with that lineup, especially with the way they slot some of the bats? And then they make a miraculous comeback from down 5 nothing in the late innings against a very bad Kansas City team, it should be said. 
only to lose it on a walk-off squeeze bunt, Blake. And you almost never see the squeeze bunt. Well, you almost never see bunts, let alone the squeeze bunt in modern Major League Baseball. You sure as hell don't often see it in the bottom of the ninth inning. But it is allowed. It is. We, We should remember that you are still allowed to bunt in this game. And it costs the M's a win they really needed. Now, two back of the Blue Jays in the AL wildcard race for the final wildcard spot. We mentioned yesterday that Seattle has three games in hand against Toronto. They were even in the loss column going into last night. So two games in hand still, but now one back in the loss column. So some work to do for the M's. They got a big series in Houston coming up later this week. And they have announced that Emerson Hancock, another first-round rookie pitcher, is going to get the start again today. Brian Wu is looking good in his return from the IL, so they continue to have that starting pitcher depth. You'll We'll see whether they can score enough runs against that terrific Astros pitching staff. And, of course, got to get the next two in Kansas City here. Got to take advantage of what is one of the worst teams in baseball and make sure you win some of these games going into Houston can't be solely fixated on your rival who, let's face it, has Seattle's number. Let's get to today's menu. It's brought to you by De Dutch, De Breakfast, De Brunch, De Lunch. Get it all at De Dutch. We'll speak to Patrick Johnson today, Tuesday regular from the province and post media uh, on P.U. Suter, his line mates, his offensive potential on Philip Ronick. And the challenge at hand on Elias Patterson, and his goal to top last year's point total as well as with Rick Rippon. Hashtags the best and worst of Twitter today features, well, a zinger that was going around Twitter last night with regards to President Donald Trump. <laughs> as well, Vernon Adams, quarterback, BC Lions. We had him on after he had the tough game against Toronto earlier this year. He was marvelous in his return to the lineup on Saturday. We talked to Vernon about this terrific BC Lions offense and, of course, the challenge at hand coming up in Regina. Happy Hour brought to you by Yellow Dog Brewing Neighborhood Brewing Workshop Spirits. And the weather's getting a little cooler, but we're still pretending we're thriving in the summer. That's summer heat with Workshop Spirits. Ombre margarita. Hi there, hard lemon iced tea. And hi there, our peach iced tea. We'll keep you feeling tropical all year long. End of the workday, treat yourself to a yellow dog, neighborhood, or workshop spirit. No matter what you're buying, folks, when you're out in the world looking for this, that, and the other, I think you want to support businesses that you feel good about supporting. You can feel good about supporting the Applewood Auto Group. Uh, They've made the car business and communities around them a whole lot better with their work in the community. Go and find out why it is indeed all good at Applewood. Visit them online anytime at Applewood. Let's get into it. I don't know if it was malicious. Probably not. But I do know it was another WTF moment. My question to ownership would be, was it worth it? And the architect, and I use that term loosely, given there wasn't much architecture, more finger painting with this team. It's like the running of the bulls in Pamplona. You know someone is going to get hurt. That's what you all need to understand here. Right now. Two things about P... 
Pius Suter, the Canucks' new third-line center, one. He can play up the lineup if Elias Pettersson or JT Miller gets hurt. And two, maybe he's the guy to unlock Connor Garland? Canucks got Suter for his defensive ability, and that is where the former Red Wing shines. But with 14-15, 14 goals in his three NHL seasons, he isn't an offensive drag in the top nine. In fact, he showed very well as a rookie two seasons ago as a Blackhawk between Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit. So he can play with skill, and that could prove important if Pedersen or Miller are lost to injury. They've been exceedingly durable over the last couple of years, missing just seven games combined. But should they miss any time, Suter isn't without merit on a second line between skilled wingers. What's more, the Canucks have had trouble finding line mates for winger Connor Garland. He's just an awkward fit. And when you speak to hockey people about Suter, they identify IQ, hockey IQ, as a big part of his game. He's figured out a way how to be an NHL player, how to chip in, in how to chip in offensively, how to get inside between the dots despite his slight stature. And he's an interesting bet to see if he can mesh with Garland. Since coming over from Arizona, the diminutive winger hasn't had chemistry with anyone. And part of that is his unorthodox style. Linemates find him difficult to find, aren't sure where he's going. Perhaps Suter can decipher the Garland code, in which case the Canucks scoring in top nine would seem in good hands. Defense is the newcomer's calling card, and that's what this team needs most. Make no mistake there. But an important corollary is Suter has something to give offensively, and that gives him two-way potential with the Canucks. That's welcome out for today. We invite your feedback, feedback channels as follows on email, live at scarrisonprice.com. You can text 778-402-9680 to the Great Clips text message inbox on Twitter, at Matt Sakaris, at Sakarison Price, and the welcome at a presentation of Great Clips. Download their app today, find a salon near you, and of course, check in online to get a haircut on your schedule. Sakaris Price from Wall Center and a presentation of Applewood Auto Group. You know, I've been talking about the fabulous fuel efficiency of this new Mitsubishi Outlander from Applewood Mitsubishi in the Richmond Auto Mall. Still not a full brick on the gas tank oh, down. Still. Wow. Look at you. Um, but I should, I should underscore uh, the interior. Like, it's not just about great engine, great warranty, all that stuff that you might know already about Mitsubishi's. This thing, quilted leather seats, massive screen. I don't know what it is. Whatever inches this screen is, it's huge. Um, All the technology that you could want, fabulous stereo, um, performance, and luxury. Get it all at the Mitsubishi Outlander at Applewood Mitsubishi. Bodog poll question today. Who will be P.U. Suter's most frequent line mate? You can vote for DiGiuseppe, Garland, Joshua, Podkolson. If you think it's someone else, then by all means, reply with other. Vote at Sakarison Price on Twitter. Bodog, your source, free casino games, poker strategy, and sports odds. Bodog, line of the day from me, Blake, grab a chair. The Edmonton Elks actually looked pretty good against Winnipeg last week. They're traveling to Hamilton for a half. Tabby's off a bye. Banana peel. Edmonton's even firing their team president. I'm going with the Elks to snap their 13-game losing streak. Thursday in the hammer plus 190 on your boat on the road well they might be better on the road well that's it yeah they've got performance anxiety at home 
but on the road they can just play fancy free. Patrick Johnson is chortling at your Bodog line of the day. Yes. Well, I was I was waiting to hear what the line was going to be, and I was like, okay, I get it. Like long yeah. shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not even two to one though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Not a lot so, of confidence. So, well, we didn't bring you on to talk about CFL spreads. <laughs> with all due respect. <laughs> Like, so you just shush. I'm sorry. It's not PJ the handle here. <laughs> um, <laughs> we brought you on a talk, Vancouver Canucks. Pius Suter, what do you make of the signing? I, I as uh, I said to a few people now, I, I after they announced the signing, you're like, okay, this is a guy that's been talked about, but I hadn't thought about him really. Yeah, I knew he was, you know, an NHL player I'd heard of. And but the more I looked at the numbers and just kind of did a little more reading about him, I'm like, why is this guy a free agent? Like, how does he how is he sitting out there? And how did they get him for this little? So uh, in the I think even on the day, as I said, uh, and I think I told him in Ringwide, like this is this is more, I I mean on paper is already one of the better smart signings this management group has made. Um, Especially if you compare to some of the things they tried last year, you know that the, you know Curtis Lazar was a good dude, but uh, there were re- plenty of reasons to think that he probably wasn't going to end up working out as a as a, and he didn't. Um, but there's a lot of reasons to think this one's going to work out, and you know he's a guy that on a team that was not very good defensively, and I've made this comparison before with Philip Ronek, who is a, a I think defensively, he's not a question mark, but certainly. The best thing you could say about him in Detroit was that things got no worse when he was on the ice. Right, like, yeah. you know that Detroit was just not a very good defensive outfit, and um, he did not stand out negatively on that team. But that you had a player in Pia Suter who clearly did make a difference when he was on the ice. That the Detroit was better defensively when he was on the ice, um, and that's not nothing. And then you have a guy who's been able to score. Like, he actually has scored at to the, the degree that, you know, Patrick Elvey mused that, hey, maybe Teddy Bluger could be a 15-goal scorer. And you're like, well, I'm not so sure about this. This guy is a 15-goal scorer. Um, so th- there's a lot to like about this signing. I, I I think he does make the team better and, and, and fills a need that, felt like you guys were asking me about every week. Yeah, right. well, and Peach uh, did the welcome ad on this today. He's uh, got the potential for two-way production here, not yeah. only helping them shore up the defensive side, but he showed really well a couple of years ago between Debrinket and Kane yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, like, this is not a guy without an offensive skill set, and if they were to ever lose... Miller or Patterson injury, which they haven't had to the last couple of years. Or even if he sits there on the third line, Connor Garland still sort of needs to be figured out. Like, I I love the sort of offensive potential and gap that he could fill for them as well. Garland, Suter, Pods, is that a thing? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the kind of guy that, as you've said, like, if you need someone to pinch hit, he can... He can servicely pinch hit. Like he's not a guy that's gonna, you know, really be able to fill in long term as a second line center. But if you needed him, you know, you were missing Miller or Pedersen for a night, and you need someone to play, you know, bump up the lineup and and stretch themselves. He's a guy that that should be able to do that. Um, Maybe PP two even too. 
Yeah, there's lots. There's a lots in his game that you like, and this is like I said, this is kind of like why is this? Why is this guy on sign? Like why is he mm-hmm. sitting there? And uh, and and you know, I think to the Canucks' benefit, they've landed in. They were smart, and I mean, this is the funny thing. And in, in I, you know, in comparison, you look at the Blucher sign now. You're like, why were? Why would you rush to sign? You know, it is. If you wait, you will find value. This is forever the lesson that those teams that rush out and get those deaf guys. And I think Bluger's still fine. Yeah. But you probably could have saved some money. And I'm not sure. You know, you had to sign him on the day you did. Um. I like the two years though, two PJ, and yeah. that, and that, uh, you know, if it's three, you risk a Jason Dickinson situation where you have to pay him to go away if it doesn't work out, right? Uh, and if it, you know, at two, if it really works out and you really mm-hmm. like what he's doing, you're not immediately having to to overpay him for year number two here. So you get a couple of uh, different looks at him here over the next couple of years. Well, the Dickinson comparison is an interesting one as well because I mean, I remember when that happened, and that was one of that was a summer of of sort of goodwill tour media relations, if you will. Like that was the summer we heard, you know, they got, I know I wasn't the only reporter that got sort of call, calls from people in management trying to sell, say, hey, here's why, you know, this guy could be this. And I mean, that's not how this re- management group works for starters, but they, they haven't, on this guy, they don't need to because we can sit there and look at it ourselves and be like, mm-hmm. this guy's really interesting. Dickinson was always a, a player I I. You know, I, I thought he was going to be better than he was, but still, there, there was this instinct. Oh, you see, he's really good like this, mm, and that's yeah. always we have faith in him. Yes, I, yeah. I'll admit. I mean, I was fooled by Dickinson. I thought he would be a very good addition. I like the fact they got him from Dallas, who were obviously compromised by the expansion draft protection rules. Uh, I, so it was low cost. Uh, I didn't necessarily love extending the guy immediately because yeah. You know, I, I mean. just feel like you got to fit, you know, Garland's another one. They extended immediately, and gosh, okay. Um, but uh, no, uh, Dickinson didn't work out here, but he was okay in Chicago last night, uh, last he year. Was, so. Yeah, he was fine. Anyway, but I still, I would tell you that just... We digress. But Pia Suter's a better player. I think it's just clear already that coming in, like Dickinson was kind of like, oh, maybe he'll turn out to be, you know, he'll take, you know, it's that, mm-hmm. oh, he'll take a step forward. Pia Suter doesn't have to take a step forward. He just has to, sh- you know, show up. Like that's, to me, that's the difference between the two players was that there mm-hmm. was sort of this hope that, oh, he'll be more than he's showed. There's bits and pieces in this game that we think he can expand, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Pia Suter's just like, we know what the, he's a known quantity. And sure, he could fall off and then we all look silly. Um, but, like I said, the sort of the minimum standard he's shown to date is a very, very competent hockey player. Answer me the Bodog poll question. Who do you think will be his most frequent line mates? D. Giuseppe, Garland, Joshua, Pud Colson? Feel free to go off the board. Um, it's funny. As soon as you have the Pud Colson one, because, I mean, I wrote a bit about this on Friday when they signed him, that there's you know, now a bit of a cap question. Um, maybe they will have to make a trade. I mean, they're about – you can make a lineup that essentially is a million dollars over – um, if but that with Tanner Pearson in the mix, um, so we're not sure what's happened to Pearson there. Uh, but Pucol, like Pucolson is one of those wingers. Like there's that mix of there's there's sort of three spots for four guys. You go Garland, Hoaglander, uh, Besser, Pucolson. Um, Pod Pod should be in there. He should be in there. So yeah, I I think Pod Colson is the guy. I think that's I think he's the guy that's going to be on his way. Bob Vila, um, I was going to say, yeah. is Candace we're uh, get getting gone. a new bathroom here, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. For those wondering what's going on, 
Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I was I'm, doing, ask, I'm just on the side of the desk, you know? No. I was going to ask if you and Candace are having trouble, if she hates the Harrison Bryce. <laughs> no. This old no. house. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, listen, on the X-Wings thing, we, of course, there's another X-Wing. Um, Suter's got immediate, um, you know, sort of acquaintance in the Canucks room, Philip Hronik, who we barely kind of mm-hmm. know. We we talked to Kevin Allen yesterday from uh, the Red Wings beat about him coming over and, you know, again, what to expect for a 100% healthy Hronik, which is what I think Canucks fans are all hoping for. He mentioned that he, he sort of didn't have a great reaction to Mort Sider stealing minutes from him um, in Sider's rookie year. It's thought he calmed down last year, but there's there is a new science experiment with Hironic in that he's going to be under the microscope. He doesn't have to be the number one guy here because Quinn Hughes is here, but we are going to look over every single thing he does every single night, and you wonder if he's got the the backbone now, having you know had some adversity and had a little. Uh, what's up to his career if he's going to be uh, wiser to that this time around here in Vancouver? Well, that's the 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 learning to be a professional thing that I think Completely. a lot of players, you know, yeah. and it's like being traded, right? The first yeah. time it happens, you're like, oh my god, no like, one loves just, me. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it'd be sure. Fair question, interest, a very interesting observation. But you know that when you are the guy, and then you find out there's someone who's else who's gonna be the guy, and you're the second guy now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's inevitable, and everybody handles that differently. And and um, you know, I, I could imagine being in an environment like Detroit where things weren't going that great. Anyway, you'd be a little more sensitive because it is a statement right. about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mo Sider, I mean, come on. Like, at the end of the day, you're going to see other guy plays, and you're like, whoa, that guy's pretty good. Yeah. And that that is the question now, you know, has has Phil Pronick learned that lesson? And I I, I guess we'll find out, you know, that, that he can, you know, he's on a new team. He's on a team that's, in theory, moving more forward than Detroit is. I he's think. also not going to suffer for minutes. Like, he's going to get a lot no, of minutes. No, exactly. They've made it clear <laughs> you know? they want him to play a lot. He's yeah. just not going to be the number one guy on the power play. Right? Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. There's still lots of ice time to be had. It's not yeah. like, yeah, exactly. It's not like, it's not like he's uh, he's not he's not going to be. You know, he's Quinn Hughes is clearly number one, but like they want him to be one A. You know, like whether he plays with Hughes, but they also want him to be good. So he's got to focus yeah. on that more than anything else. That's yeah. it. That, at yeah. the end of the day, they need him to be good. Yeah. And if he's good, the team's going to su- succeed for it. You know, and that's that's. Yeah, I think most players understand that equation. It's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Elias Pettersson says his goal is to top 102 points. What do you think his chances of doing it are? I think they're great. Um, you know, he showed last year. Now, I mean, he's he's in his window now. Like, this is when players get their points. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a really good chance of that. Like, he's talented. We know he's talented enough. Um, and with... You know, the the fact that he produced with whoever he was last season to me was such a statement of sort of maturity. Um, I found myself funny. I know he and, he and Nils Holglander looks like they've been hanging out in Sweden. We're posting some photos of them on a boat, and there you are, CCPD in his in his swim trunks, and you're like, this is not a skinny little boy anymore. You know mm-hmm. that. That sort of oh my god is he gonna you're like no like this was a guy we saw you know he, you could see last year just when we were talking to him preseason with the interviews that he had a good summer that he looked stronger he's you know got he's got his man strength now and and um, yeah physically 
he, I think he understands it now. I mean, certainly he's always understood how to score goals, but now he understands really how to make it all work. Uh, so so yeah, you're not worried. He, you're not worried about a Matt Barzell effect here with oh, you got a responsible coach now, or a coach preaching more defensive, like and, and the the production drops by twenty points. No, I think this is a yeah. coach that. I mean, this this coach played with Mary Lemieux. You know what I mean? Like this this is a coach who's smart enough to know that his best like his best players, you know, his best player knows how to do the job yeah. two way. We know, and he's this. not Barry Trotz. Rick Tockett is not. No, Barry exactly. Trotz. No. Like well, he's he not like. With- he played with Mario. He also played with Dave Poulin as a number one centerman and two way guy. But I hear what yeah, you're saying. But you know what I mean, right? Like he's a guy he, talking clearly to me as a coach who understands that some player, like if there's certain basics you need out of your team, out of your out of your lineup, and like it's not like he's going to say, Elias, I want you to, you know, Barry Trotz basically dump the puck in when we cross the blue line, yeah, or dump the puck in across center. Like nobody is to care, you know, like like that's not what they have here. They want to continue to move the puck and move quickly and 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 optimize play the way Elias Pedersen wants to play the game. Like I don't think there's any yeah. misalignment here between coach and player. Lastly, uh today marks twelve years since we lost Rick Rippon. A thought or two about Rip and his legacy here, which endures with the Vancouver Canucks to their infinite credit. Yeah, you guys pointed that out coming in and I found myself thinking I wrote I've written a few stories over the years. Um I went back to a story from right before the pandemic started uh, when Canucks had hockey talks in 2020. And I talked to Wes Rippon, uh, uh, Rick's brother, who's, you know, uh, has always been happy to come out and uh, be involved when the Canucks have asked him to be involved. And um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was that this is, it's amazing to think like, you know, so we're, we're at 12 years now. Um, when I wrote the story, you know, at that point, it was eight and a half years. And, you know, it, it is one of those ones, how time advances and just sort of that reality and thinking about it and the way things evolved. Like, obviously, the Canucks, they had their own thing, um, Mind Check, which has evolved into the Foundry and, and a lot of really uh, impressive resources around from across the province. Um, but then Hockey Talks going across the league and, and the, you know, I mean, there are lots of things we can criticize the NHL for, but this is one of the things they have done a good job with. And, uh, um, and, and, and yeah, just what, what Wes sort of said was just, you know, that, that Rick, you know, in the sadness of the loss of Rick, there has been something built out of this that has a legacy that has sustained itself that is hopefully helping people. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's an important date to remember. I mean, that was a terrible summer, obviously with, with, uh, you know, with Wade Belak and Derek Bugard as well. Um, and, and the lessons, I mean, there's always the lessons about that, about the role of the tough guy and, and the sort of expectations we place on them. Uh, but, you know, in the end, Rippin was such an exciting player, a player, you know, probably won't ever kind of see again. Um, but a, a player that really made his mark and left and, still has a, a mark on on this community mm-hmm. uh before we go i i just want to make a shout out to our buddy trevor mills uh who oh. as we know has i think shared publicly he's dealing with some uh some health stuff uh mm-hmm. t train's a friend of ours so i just wanted to say a shout out to just on on that note you know people mm-hmm. people persevering so yeah uh he's coached a lot of basketball here in the community and is an absolutely uh terrific guy his dad john uh, at one point was the head of canada basketball yeah with you on t train trevor mills uh patrick thank you for this we'll let you get back to the renos appreciate yeah. it <laughs> and, uh, until next tuesday my take dude. care guys enjoy the yep. new throne yes <laughs>
Sick Harrison Price from Wall Center presentation at Applewood Auto Group. Hashtag to the best and worst of Twitter brought to you by Jason Hominick of Jason.Mortgage. Recent Sick Harrison Price listeners thinking of buying Jason got them approved, locked in their rate for four months. Soon thereafter, rates increased 2.5%. Jason saved the money. And hey, if rates go down, you can always readjust. Jason will tend to the details. Find him at Jason. Don Mortgage. I'm going to uh, lead us off here today, Blake. Okay. Sad note, at Hockey Agent 1, Dan Milstein. It is with great sadness that we announced the passing of Rodion Amaroff. Two years ago, Rodion was diagnosed with a brain tumor from the moment he received the news. He refused to speak in the negative, determined to enjoy every day, facing it with the same positive attitude he showed during his hockey career. We will always remember his courage, his desire, his will, his smile, all the great things about him. We'd like to thank his doctors who took great care of him. We'd like to thank the Toronto Maple Leafs and his KHL team, Salavet, Yulayev, Ufa team. Both did everything possible to help in any way, do whatever was necessary for Odeon and the Amaroff family. And we'd like to thank hockey fans all over the world who sent notes of encouragement and best wishes over the past years. They meant so much to the Amaroff family, just 21 years old. First round pick of the Leafs, um, and you've seen the hockey world sort of rally around this young man and his family. It was a beautiful tweet yesterday from John Tavares of the Toronto Maple Leafs about how the um, players there in that organization will never forget him. And it's funny because I've been texting with Milstein the last couple of weeks. Um, we're going to get him on the show here eventually. And there were a couple of times where he said, no, I'm back off to Europe. I'm sorry. You know, wait till I get back. And yesterday he texted me saying, now you see why I've been in Europe so often. I guess it's been in, yeah, difficult Big for the Amaroff for family. Bit, yeah. And yes. Um, yeah. So may he rest easy. Yeah. That's uh, terrible, terrible news. At Rays Rugby, aggregate score, Tonga 64, Canada 15, and a company, quote, from Kingsley Jones, head coach of the Canadian men's rugby team. We've got to keep building. It's unfortunate that we haven't got a game next week because we feel we get better and better, end quote, uh, says Brian Ray. We've heard this for six years. As much as Canada's sevens rugby team gets uh, accolades for being a spirited group on the sevens tour, and we see that coming through town, the traditional 15s rugby Canadian men's national team in disarray, getting throttled by Tonga in a two-game set. Um, yeah. in the Pacific, and uh, you know, I, I did. I called some games near the end of sort of the last no, golden era is not the right, the last competitive era, if you will. Right. Um, and they they are a shadow of that. Yes. And, and they were they were solidly you know twelfth to fifteenth in the league when in the world when I was doing mm-hmm. games, and they are not even close to that now. Mm-hmm. Do you think seven says Rob from fifteenth? It's always going to do. It's going to rob from a couple of positions. I know it's a different athlete. For yeah, sevens. exactly. Yeah. It's a, it maybe steals a couple it, of positions, but it's actually not all that dissimilar from NFL CFL, right? Yeah. Like the sevens, you need sort of a smaller, more agile athlete, right? On the on the whole, a lighter guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if sevens didn't exist, but everybody would be better then. You know, like there'd be yeah. a lot of no, a lot I, of teams. So fair. that's fair. Yeah. At PJ Tour Coms, first round tee times and pairings for the BMW Championship. Uh, Adam Svensson got the second time out. Eight twenty-seven Chicago time, so six twenty-seven. Playing with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Adam Adam Hadwin is the next time after Svensson. He's playing with Byung Hun on. Nick Taylor playing with Russell Henley. That's a seven forty-three Pacific. 
time. Corey Connors with Carol Hatton. That's a 942 Pacific. Uh, and then the Glamour Boys. Rory McIlroy is playing with two-time winner Lucas Glover, shooting for three in a row. And then the two behemoths, Scheffler and Rom, are playing together. Really? Wow. BMW, yes. And Rom's, and both of them looking way more human in the second half of the season. Rom continues to be a bit of a riddle for me because watching him at different times last week at St. Jude, I heard the announcer say at one time, oh, boy, we've got trouble here because there's two-way misses going on for John Rom. That is not something you see with pros very often. One-way misses? Sure. Sometimes guys are just coming around too early, crossing themselves up, and hook pulling the ball. Or sometimes they're just a little late, and they're pushing it. But to see Rom be all over the park and yet still score at different times over that but in the first half he of the season, such a talent. First half of the season, Scheffler and Rom, they were – I, I, I'll, you know, for a short t- time, let me invoke this. They yeah. looked tiger-esque. Well, like, like they looked unbeatable. For a second year in a row, yeah. actually. Yeah. There were stretches where the two of them looked like, wow, who's beating this guy? Yeah. Like, it, it was really just the two of them and nobody else, but yeah. they are very human now. As so. we went over yesterday, uh, Taylor and Connors have a very good chance of advancing here to the Tour Championship. Hadwin and Svensson are going to need to play very well. It's probably top 15. I, I, I'm sure there's math out there that would tell us, but yeah, I would uh, shoot for top 15 if I'm then. Uh, at NHL Blackhawks, the Bedard family is no stranger to the Blackhawks organization. Do you remember Connor telling us this? Connor's great, great uncle, James, played 22 games for the Hawks from 1949 to 1951. He scored. A goal and assist for the Hawks during the 50-51 season. I don't remember that no. part. Like, that's, that's unbelievable. I wonder if Connor knows that. <laughs> yeah, yeah <I> know exactly. <laughs> at TSN Shinetti, Matthew Shinetti. Sources tell TSN Sports what at Joshua Clokey is hearing. Canadian men's national team head coach Sean Herdman and Forge FC head coach Bobby Smirniotis have interviewed for the TFC head coaching job Sources also say TFC President Bill Manning has put, quote, no timeline on filling the position. Aviators to TFC? It's perfect. It's perfect. Well, we'll have to move from White Rock here. Yeah. No, I I I think it's perfect, honestly. Do you? Yeah. Delicious. Love it. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. (laughs) I feel bad for Terry Dunfield. I mean, he took over... An absolutely rotten corpse of a ship, and it's tough to steer that as a captain. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of work to do at TSC. Now, I don't know about you last night, but I found myself on the news channels following the most recent indictment of former President Donald J. Trump. And they... 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Eastern, they're indicting guys and and holding press conference. It's the damnedest thing. Uh, At... B. Caymans, <whistles> Donald Trump is now under indictment in every NLE city other than Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Stormy Daniels in New York with the Mets. He's got the documents matter in Florida. Yeah. He's got the uh, election tampering in Georgia. Atlanta, yeah. Or, sorry, yeah, in Atlanta, yeah, Georgia. Yeah. And then uh, in D.C., the... Well, sedition in January 6th. Yes. So, I looked at that. He should go like spray paint the Liberty Bell or something in Florida just to make it even. I looked at that tweet for like an hour going, NL. 
you know, like I'm trying, I'm, th- I'm thinking political scope <laughs> like, or, or, or geographic. I, I'm not drawing. I didn't see who the author was to see if it was a sports writer. So I'm just looking at that going. And I saw I was getting so much traction. I'm like, what am I missing here? Enel, Enel, Newfoundland City. What? Like, what is it? Oh, no, just National League. Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> and that's hashtags for today. Well, only felt it appropriate. You know, we had him on after the Montreal game or after the Toronto game, which was a tough one. But he comes back into the lineup, 322 yards, four touchdowns. We had to have Vernon Adams, quarterback, BC Lions back. VA, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. T- take us through Saturday. Quite a performance for you guys. Yeah, man, it was the the ultimate team win, man. We're hitting on all phases, man. Our coaches did a great job with the with the game plan throughout the week. Uh, we had a great practice practice week, um, you know. So it was it was it felt like it was supposed to happen, you know, because you know you put in all the hard work during the week, and then you go out there on on, on game day, and that's the time to go out there and have fun and and, and show all the hard work we we've put in. So um, yeah, man, it was it was just a great team win. You didn't seem to miss a beat after missing a couple of games. Take us through the injury and take us through getting back in the lineups. Yeah, man, uh, I'm just I'm just thankful. You know, um, I'm blessed by God, and I just want to, you know, just just like I said, just say thank you to him. Just because my injury wasn't as bad as some of these other quarterbacks around the league, man. You see guys getting surgeries and being out long term, and um, I was just so glad that it was nothing like that. But um, yeah, man. Uh, the receivers, man, they, they, they caught a, a lot of, you know, balls coming to them and were just kind of making me look good. You know, the O-line held up their end of the bargain. Um, smoke caught a touchdown out of the backfield as well. So um, it was just it was, it was a, a fun win. Um, I think it was, like I said, a, a total team win. And I can't do it by myself. So, um, you know, just credit to all the players around me. You got a great receiving core. We said that from the start of the season. They've had trouble all being in the lineup at the same time, but that's the the great thing about depth. If you have two or three of them at least, uh, you guys are uh, are better than the rest. And what was Keon Hatcher doing? Uh, what was he doing that was so special on this day? The hands were bigger. The ball was bigger. What was uh, working for you and Keon Hatcher? Yeah, he had a, a great practice week. Um, a, a lot of targets were was going to him and um, – he didn't have any drops in practice and just had a, had a had a great practice so I just knew he was gonna go crazy you know and um he he's the ultimate pro as well like he's locked in he can play different positions and um switch everything in his mind from okay if I'm here I got this route if I'm here I got this route like he's that guy you know what I'm saying and then he, he's a player on the field as well so um I was just so happy for him um you know career high in yards and uh we just want to keep building from that there's a, uh, a a gap now at the top of your division. Um, it looks like it's you and Winnipeg and then the rest. Um, is that a bad frame of mind for you guys? Is that a good thing? Like, How do you guys – have you been looking at the standings? Let me ask you that. Uh, yeah, we all do. You know what I'm saying? You can sit here and say, oh, no, we're not looking at it. We're not focused on that blase, blase. But at the end of the day, it all pops up on everyone's social media. So you see it, but at the uh, – at the end of the day, you, you you have to take one game at a time. You can't overlook anyone. You can't say, oh, we beat them before. We're going to beat them again. No, because right. you just seen Calgary beat Toronto. You just seen, you know, all these. 
on any day, it can be that team's day. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be a pro. You have to continue to prepare as hard as you can, uh, put in the work, uh, work out, uh, condition, hydrate, sleep, do all the things that you normally do. Uh, stay on your routine to uh, keep this thing moving. Vernon, this defense is so good yes, sir. Yes, that you're sir. playing with. Another single-digit uh, performance by the opposition and a uh, fantastic job by Ryan Phillips and his guys. Does it change the way you guys play on offense at all? Is it more about, hey, let's just take care of the ball because we know they're not scoring a whole lot on the other side? Um, you know, obviously as an offense, we want to score points. We want to score seven. Uh, field goals are good, but, you know, we want to score seven. And uh, we want to just keep flipping that field and doing what we can because we know we have a great defense, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I want to score touchdowns too. You know what I'm saying? These receivers want to score touchdowns too. <laughs> the O-linemen want to party in the end zone as well, you know. So it's not that, you know, we go up and then we want to – laid back or anything you know just sometimes defense they get paid too you know what i'm saying they're mm-hmm. professionals as well so they make adjustments as well and then we have to make those adjustments to their adjustments and just try to keep moving forward and keep building we always say with with a uh, a faltering offense that all oh, they're they're tiring out the defense defense is on the field so much does the opposite happen do you guys get tired on offense because the defense is putting you guys on the field an awful lot or is it is it just too much fun scoring points and, and getting yards no we love it we love when our defense gets a two and out and brings it back to us um we know we want to give them a rest you know what i'm saying i know mm-hmm. early in the second half there in this last game we had a couple two and outs and um and i was telling the guys hey we got we got to give the defense defensive rest man because especially with a team like Calgary or any of these teams man you give them too many opportunities eventually they're going to start moving the ball and trying to get points as well so um yeah uh last question for me have you uh have you started a game in Regina before yes I have okay tell us about the experience of playing in one of the the true uh home field advantages in the Canadian Football League. Definitely. Um, my first start in the CFL 2016 was in Old Mosaic. Um, definitely different from New Mosaic, but uh, first start and win was there against Chris Jones. And then I played there in 2019. We ended up losing by two points, I believe. It was like a 23-25 game, um, which was it was a, it was a hard-fought game right there. And... Um, and then I played there on Saskatchewan's team against Montreal. We beat them. Right. So, of course. Yeah. Of course. My bad. Uh, well, tell me about what are you up against against this Riders team yeah, on man. the weekend? Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to be well-rested. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, and they're really good, man. You know, when I first played them this, this first time this year, you know, that's the game I hurt my knee in. You know, and they were trying to get after me, the D-line and the linebackers, their front seven did a really good job, you know. And so um, this time around, we want it to be different. You know, we want to do what we have to do to, to get this win, uh, get them on their heels, playing on their heels and uh, making them play honest, you know. So uh, we're going to do everything we can. We're going to prepare hard. Preparation starts today, day zero, and um, take it day by day and try to get this win this week. Wish you the best of luck, Vernon. Thank you for the time here today. Continued success. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Let's take care of some price from Wall Center. 
Presentation Apple at Auto Group. You can text us 778-402-9680. It's the Great Clips text message inbox. Great Clips. It's gonna be great. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, Bob Cole there. Oh, what, what? happened there? The band just fell off the stage. Wow. Short <laughs> Somebody on the plug guy. Wow, 32 seconds. Check on the basis. Okay, yeah. we're putting you on easy notes for that one. Bridge. You tried to fade it quicker, abrupt. but it took a little long to get in. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's our fault. It's our fault. It's our fault, not mine. The talking Was it not fault. yesterday in this very segment, hold myself to a high standard, got to be accountable <laughs> yeah, to exactly. quoting? Oh, uh, Brady. Poor guys. Um. <laughs> Errors and omissions from yesterday's program. You were very close, Mr. Price. You said Taylor and Connors. Taylor at 17, Connors in the mid-20s. Nick Taylor begins the BMW Championship 16th in the FedEx Ah. Cup. Uh, Corey Connors spot on in the mid-20s, number 25. Hadwin is 37. Svensson is 39th. Mm -hmm. It's the top 30. That advanced to the Tour Championship. That's it. That's all on Easy O's. Time for Blake's Bodog line of the day. Bodog, your source for casino games, poker strategy, sports odds. Who you like, what you got. The last time I bet against uh, Stefano Sitsipas, I won. I'm going to do it again in Cincinnati. Ben Shelton, plus mm-hmm. 275. On your Bodog line of the day. Has it ever struck you as odd that two of the bigger tennis stops in the U.S. are in Cincinnati and Washington, D.C.? Mm-hmm. Like, they have a Miami tournament that's big, and they have, of course, Indian Wells in the California desert that's big. That's very Tennessee kind of markets. Yeah, They're Very Tennessee kind of markets. Yeah. Cincinnati, um, though. Yeah, the Cincinnati one I almost get more than I get the DC and one. And it's been a big tournament for, for some a while. time um, because it's a big. It, there's not a lot going on in Cincinnati, I don't think, and so it's a big deal, I think. But DC, it's a different matter. You're, you're kind of close to everything. I mean, DC is affluent. It's got a tennis I guess. country club. Yeah, crowd, but you're right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. A reminder to follow us, subscribe to us, and rank wide wherever you get your podcast. And follow us on social media. That's Twitter, Insta, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. And of course, support the community sponsors you hear us talking about. Keep it local.